welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. Uh, this is Grandy with My Pop Fishing. We have uh, Fishing Kit or Just Kit. <laughs> And today, uh, just to kind of give everybody a heads up, we were just having uh, some fun with Christine here. She's actually our guest. So a lot of people, I'm actually super excited because you are probably the most accomplished guest we've ever actually ever had on our podcast. I guess you could say the short span term that we've had it, but I, I'd have to say I'm a huge fan of yours. So just to kind of give everyone just a quick little you know, background, we have Christine Fisher. Uh, she's a kayak fisherman, tournament kayak fisherman, fisherwoman. Is that is that how you say? It? I just I want to no, make no, no, sure. No, 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 fisherman. Fisherman. Okay. Is totally fine. <laughs> okay. Cool. We I are just not PC make... here at all. All right. All right. <laughs> I just I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah. And everybody, you guys have to check her out. She has a YouTube channel uh, under pretty simple Christine Fisher, and then also make sure you guys follow her on her Instagram here at Midwest Fisher Gal. And you know the cool thing about this is that she has won multiple times. I think last year, I think you won three times uh, on the yeah. national level. That was awesome. And then she actually qualified uh, to represent the United States at the Hobie Worlds this this year. Was it this year? Did that happen this year? or COVID. It was supposed to, but COVID, uh, it's okay. over in Sweden. Gotcha. And they got hit pretty hard. So it's scheduled That's... for 2021 in May. Oof, so okay. fingers crossed, y'all get to go uh, fish, go. represent our country in May. So we'll see. Yeah, that isn't too far away. It's yeah, almost it's, November. It's, yeah, it's, it's just a couple months, right? Yeah. So, um, but the, like I said, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity uh, to just kind of pick your brain because we're a bunch of novice kayak fishermen, or, or at least we're trying to be, I guess. I don't know. What, what, what do you call it, right, Kit? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a surprise. Surprise. We've got another guest. We have another guest. Okay, say hi, Scotty. This is my daughter, Scotty. Say hi. Hi, that's, Scotty. That's Uncle Kit, and that's... Christine Fisher, say hi. 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 So you're going to be on the podcast, it looks like, buddy. So you have, you have any quick questions real quick or are you good, honey? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. Love you, bub. Okay. Bye. Well, that was interesting. That was unexpected. Sorry about that, guys. But that's all good. Story of my life. Uh, but anyways, uh, as I was saying, you know, uh, thank you so much, Christine, for just joining us. We're, we're going to have yeah, a good time. Um, today, I just wanted to uh, we'll do a quick shout out again to Caro Brewery out here in uh, Central Iowa. So if you ever get a chance, if you come out here, uh, we'll, we'll get you some Caro's beer. They actually, they donate some beer to us. So we're like, I'm not going to say no to free craft beer, especially when it's no, good, right? That's all, sure. I would, yeah, there's some good things going on over there. It, exactly. So uh, I'm going to drink the IPA today. I think Fishing Kit had the IPA the other day. So this I one, did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. What are you drinking today, Kit? So I got another Carol Bear, the, the mild. Yeah, I had that one too. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. And then uh, just in case anybody's listening and watching, Christine has said, I'm going hardcore today. She's going straight, or not straight whiskey, but she's she's doing a little, little nice little drink of old fashioned over there, correct? That's right, yeah. It's a classic old fashioned, nice big giant ice cube in there. Um, muddled the show. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> cheers, wow. cheers, everyone. Cheers, cheers. <laughs> Cheers, not just not just hardcore on the water, but hardcore on the drinks too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a culture over here. It's a hardcore culture. Nice. So, but you are kind of in the the land of whiskey down there. So, mm -hmm. you got to you got to indulge a little bit down there. But oh, um, if you want, you want to just do a quick uh, br brief introduction about your background, everything. I know, kind of give the acclimates of what you've done in the past year, year and a half. But um, if you, so, people who are listening and, and who want to know more about you, if you don't mind, Christine, can you give us just yeah. a quick background about you? 
Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it pretty short and simple. I, um, you know, fishing has been a huge part of my life since I was a kid. My earliest memories are when I was two, three years old, um, you know, going up North with my family and our old school van with carpet on the walls and this old, uh, <laughs> old little resort on boundary waters. And I've been, I've been fishing since I could crawl and been in the outdoors. I grew up without a TV. So a little different upbringing than a lot of us, I think, have is, um, you know, out the outdoors is kind of my playground, if you, if you, if you will. So, um, well, then fast forward, um, worked at a sporting goods store, managed a hunting department, sold and fishing. So I've always kind of been that textbook tomboy that kind of grew up in the boys' world. Um, it's just been very natural and normal for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a flyer come in that said, you know, we're having, there's a kayak tournament, like local kayak tournament when I was working at the shop. And I was like, man, that sounds freaking awesome. Like love fishing. I love to compete. Why shouldn't the two go hand in hand? And I uh, bought a, I bought a used fishing kayak, went out and I took third um, at this time. I was the only, only girl there and didn't know anybody, but quickly fell in love with the sport. And, you know, I've always had this dream of like being this professional fisherman ever since I was a kid, my, my government teacher actually had a bet with me. And I told him, I was like, look, I'm going to own my own boat someday. I'm going to be a captain. And when I do, he's like, yeah, when you, if you ever do that, I'll quit my job and come down and be your first mate. So that still stands. <laughs> it's, it's been a lifelong thing for me. Um, and from there, I just started fishing more. I started qualifying for national tournaments. And when I fished my first national tournament, I, uh, I, I was, I was hooked and I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I felt like, you know, my lifestyle has always been a little unorthodox and I've taken that, that road less traveled and it just doors started opening and the success started coming. And so I kind of just ran with it in the last two and a half years, I've lived on the road full time. I sold all my furniture. I rented out my house that I own back in Nebraska and I've been living on the road, fishing kayak tournaments for uh, two and a half years. So, mm-hmm. and now I've landed in Tennessee in the fishing Mecca and we'll be here, you know, for as long as I feel like it, I guess. You kind of live in the dream. Well, <laughs> it's not everybody's dream and it's not an easy life. It's a uh, road life. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any, anything anchoring me down. I don't have kids. I don't have a, you know, relationship or anything. So there's uh there are sacrifices, you know, I'm pretty busy with everything. So yeah, it's but, uh, but it, for me personally, yeah, it's, it's, it's my dream. I'm not going to lie. I'm jealous as hell. Man. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, I, I tell my wife that all the time, though. I, I do want, you know, when we, re- well, when the kids are a little bit older and they're kind of self-sufficient, I would love to just jump in an RV and just travel and fish. Yeah. And my, my wife's not a huge fisherman, but she always kicks my ass when, when she fishes with me. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's go figure. You can ask, you can ask her brother, ask her. Yeah. She'll be the first to tell you, yeah, I kick his ass all the time when we fish. So, um, but it's so funny, but, uh, it's that, that is the dream. I would love to, to be able to do something like that. So it's kind of cool. Um, and then, like I said, make sure everybody, you guys got to check out your YouTube channel. It's just kind of cool to just kind of see how you've grown and everything uh, in yeah. the past couple of years. And it is pretty badass. I mean, I to me. That. So, um, how does it, Okay, so my thing was, so last year, uh, I think you had a, an outstanding year. I mean, you had, like you said, you had three wins, uh, national level and everything, and then you qualified. I mean, how, how does it feel to be, I think you were the first female, right, to qualify for, for the U.S. team, uh, for Hopi World. How, I mean, can you explain a little bit, how does that feel, and what was that feeling when you finally found out that you qualified and you won the tournament and everything? Um, you know, that was kind of my breakthrough moment. Uh, the year prior to that, um, they qualified the first and second placing angler and I placed third and it shattered. I mean, I was just, it, 
shattered. Like I thought I had second, you know, the guy didn't submit his fish till later. And I thought I had it. I thought I qualified for worlds and I came up just a tiny bit short. And so I was just, I was like, man, next year. And then next year they made the qualifications even harder and you had to win the tournament to qualify. So they didn't take second place. And so I was like, man, I got to freaking win this thing. And um, it wasn't easy. Like we've got, we, that series averages 130 anglers from all over the country. There's like 30 of them that do it full time and are fishing, you know, they either fished the, uh, the bass opens or BFLs or whatever. And there's a lot of the competitions unreal. And, uh, I went into this tournament, you know, having experience on Kentucky Lake. And I remember I, I was tied for first on day one, um, actually with a good friend of mine that was fishing way, way, way up the lake. And so we were kind of having a little bit of that, that, that healthy camaraderie there. And I said, man, it's bad. Li- it's bad luck to, uh, to be actually leading. Cause he had big fish for the tiebreakers. He was technically leading day one. And day two, I just knew that with the weather changes um, and, and the, the, the pressure dropping, I knew that my bite was going to be even better. And it was, mm. um, I, I didn't get to really lean on my fish on day one. I, I didn't fish it real hard. I wanted to make sure I left myself enough in this. I fished, I was fishing one area and turns out I probably didn't need to do that. Cause I caught like 35 fish on day two. I leaned on it hard and I just was, I murdered them. I mean, it was, it was just like I thought it would be. It was on fire. I knew that I won it and just winning it. You know, the last thing I thought about was the fact that, you know, I'd never really seen myself as like a female angler. I've always wanted just to be looked at as an angler, but all of these, um, everybody made a, a kind of a big deal about that the year before when I got third, cause it was the highest a female had ever placed in a national tournament. And all the, every, the newspaper stuff always said like this female angler places highest. And I was like, man, that, I don't want that. But when I won and I, I had all these messages from all these women all over the world coming in, I was like, okay, so it's bigger than just me. You know, it's, I can accept that it's, I have to kind of look at it with a, with a big picture in mind and acknowledge that, yeah, I am a, I am a female on this. And that's a, that is a big deal because of that, because it hasn't really been done. And so that was kind of a, you know, I changed my perspective on that whole thing and it almost embraced the fact I'm a female that mm-hmm. happens to be an angler and, you know, loves what I do. And it was kind of a um, really cool thing to see all these women just flooding my inboxes with all these messages. And like, everybody was almost had my back, mm-hmm. like, you know, that the entire room, when I won, I had tears in my eyes and all the guys, like these people are like my family and they were I can't tell you how many of them that were on the stage with me in that second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth place. And all the guys in the room said that they wanted me to win that tournament more than they wanted themselves to win. Wow. And I just felt like, you know, the, the support that I've been shown from my kayak fishing family um, and they're super, you know, they're competitive guys. And, you know, we don't, it, it's one of those things that, but they, I knew they truly wanted to see me do that because they knew how, how hard I'd worked for the, the years prior. And it was, it was the one of the best moments of my life. Um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Props to you. That's badass. Thank you. It, it, yeah. yeah, congrats. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So, so how does it feel like since you you've taken a different stance on the gender thing? Now you you kind of got like a, a platform to I guess inspire young girls, females, or maybe even dudes. Like, cause you've done some pretty pretty amazing stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's something I never take for granted. Um, I know that I've got. I've kind of created this, this voice. Um, and I feel like I almost owe it to the female angling community to continue to keep pushing and making these 
breaking these stereotypes and pushing these preconceived, you know, limits that we, we can't compete at that level. And so I almost feel like it's, uh, I got to keep going with it. And mm -hmm. it's really cool seeing all these, you know, I went to the Bassmaster Classic. I've been there the last three years hanging out, um, helping my sponsors out with some things. And I've had so many young, I mean, like kids, like seven, eight, nine-year-old kids that come up and like recognize me and want, you know, want me to sign their hat or their shirt. And they're like, I'm going to fish. I'm going to be just like you one day. And I, man, how freaking cool is that? Yeah, like that just is the cool. fact that I'm seeing, like, cause I love there's growing up without a TV. I'm a huge um, advocate for kids being outside. That's yeah. big with me. I just don't see as much of it anymore with the, with the social media and the, the devices, whatever they're called. Like I didn't have any of that growing up. So I'm not really, <laughs> not really tech savvy, but when I see that, I'm like, man, like, you know, we have a chance to really make a difference in the mm -hmm. world. And that's, that's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah. I, th I think, um, I look up to you because, you know, because like I said, I'm a father of four daughters and I know I want them to, to, to get more into the, you know, outdoors stuff and everything. And they, they're slowly getting into that. So, um, just to have someone to, in a way to, I know you, you, you didn't expect to be someone to, you know, to, to do that, to have, to be looked up to in that sense. Um, but you embraced it. So my hat's off to you. So that's, like I said, it's so cool. And then, like I said, my kids were super excited because I, sh I showed them a couple of your videos and everything. They, they were super excited. Like, awesome. hey, you got, you gotta, Dad, you got to ask her a few of these questions. And even my daughter just jumped in and right there. You can see she was just <laughs> super excited. She just wanted to see you on that. I, I want everybody to, to kind of say, like you were saying, you're, you were traveling the road the last couple of years. Uh, how, I guess, you because you were a full-time tourney kayak fisher, fisherman pretty much. And yeah how what's your day-to-day -day? when you when you're traveling literally the whole year I mean what's your day-to-day -day like do you are you pre-fishing every day or prepping for the next tournament or um because to do that as a living I mean like I said that's almost every fisherman's dream to be able mm -hmm. to fish for a living and you're that's what fishing kit was saying you're living our dream in a way and you know we want to know what's your i i want to know what's your day-to-day -day, i mean how, what do you how do you prep for a tournament or just what do you do yeah that's that's a good question so um i'm gonna kind of be totally transparent here because i think brandon polinick just did an incredible interview on this very topic on like the the reality and the truth of what it actually means to be a professional angler right mm -hmm. And a lot of, you know, with social media, a lot of people do such a good job of just showing you the, the butterflies and the unicorns and the high, you know, the highs. And we, <laughs> it's like, I, I've never, I've always tried really hard to be totally real um, and show that it's not just this uphill climb all the time and everything's gorgeous and the sun shines and the weather's perfect. And I try to, to really be a realist and, and let people know, because I think it's important to do that because people could, it could very easily look at my life and they could say, man, that grass, you know, the grass is greener. I wish I had that mm -hmm. and where it fits really well for me. And I'm a very optimistic, positive person that no matter if things are going really tough, I, I, it's usually I can have a really good disposition on everything. And I think you have to have that in order to try to do this thing full time. Mm -hmm. Um, but so it, what it consists of is, yeah, I'm, if I'm not pre-fishing, I'm fishing, I'm working, I'm honing my skills. I'm trying to get better at everything, um, I do. And the interesting thing is, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, I fish tournaments all year round. It takes up a huge amount of my time. If I get a free weekend, what do you do? I'm still fishing. 
um, all drive. <laughs> like after that Kentucky Lake tournament, I won. I drove five hours south and next morning, got on a river at 6 a.m., caught a giant muskie, fished all day and did the same thing before I had to go to my next tournament. So it's, if I'm not fishing, I want to be fishing. Um, that's just kind of how I'm wired and it's a, it's a nonstop deal, but on the road, you know, you're, you're either living in and out of your truck or you're getting hotels or it's just this nonstop. You're not eating very good. Your body's tired. I've got calluses on my hands. I'm sunburned all the time. My hair is never looking good. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't always glorious, but I'm kind of a simple minimalistic type of person so i'm able to make it really work for me um but yeah i'm studying maps i'm watching reviewing for the next lake coming up i start i start my practice weeks in advance even though i'm not on the water um i'm always listening to to reports or podcasts regarding a certain fishery i'm going to i'm scouring google earth um doing all of these things to make sure that i'm as prepared as possible like kind of going into it mm -hmm. so and if i'm not doing that you know i had a lot of podcasts. I've got business stuff, the sponsorship obligations. I'm making videos, getting photos, doing things. Cause when you're a sponsored angler, that's, that's a full-time job as well. So it's uh, the hustle. I know it sounds cliche, but the hustle doesn't ever quit. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is full time and you got to be able to, to keep at it. So there are, there are pros and cons. There's good and bad. Um, so far it hasn't got to the point where I feel like fishing is a job. It's still mm. a dream for me. It's still, it's okay. still a hobby. It's a passion. And I think if I ever get to that point where I feel it becoming a job, I know that I've, something's got to change, you know, yeah. cause I, I don't ever want to get to the point where I feel like I'm working. Mm. You know what I mean? Nope. I agree. I agree. And I think, um, your results definitely show that it's not, you know, it's something you love, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you can just tell, cause people don't succeed if it's not something that they love to do in a way. Oh, this is my react. I get, I get a lot of, I get a lot of crap all the time for like my react from my friends, from my reactions, you know, like I, I true, but I think it's, it's pretty genuine. Um, you know, I've caught probably a hundred muskie in my lifetime, but at, even if I get a follow, like my knees start shaking, I get super animated because I just freak, I live and breathe it and I can't <laughs> help it. I, I overreact with, with everything. I mean, my giant bass, I was losing my mind. It's like, I, you would think I never fished before, but <laughs> I fish 360 days a year. So it's like, why is this chick freaking out? Like she must've never caught a bass before, but I just, I just love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big bass fisherman, but I can respect the hustle. Like mm -hmm. when it comes to like grinding out, grinding it out for tournaments and stuff. Yeah. I see is that a striper in the, in the fishing kit down there. Is that what that is? Or a wiper? Uh, yeah. Wiper, striper. Wiper. Yeah. It's kind and of my favorite fish in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. So I actually um, fish a little lake in Kansas like right on the border from Nebraska, Kansas, um, that I won't say on here, but they had, a, it had an incredible hybrid, what we call them wiper, the, the, the stripes wipers. and white, but yeah, we call them wipers yeah. down there. Down here, they call yep. them uh, hybrids. But anyway, this lake had, it's like right, it's happening right now. It's just starting to get good. Like mm. the, it's getting colder. And I'm planning on going down to that lake and fishing for them because they get schooled up and they smoke like swim baits and lipless and blade baits. It's such a great bite. So I'm already planning when I'm back home for Thanksgiving to go to this lake and get on that, that hive, that, a uh, wiper bite. I'm going to have the message. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I want to have the message you, Christy, because uh, we, we literally, we, we go to Kansas all the time to, to fish from Iowa for, because mm -hmm. we meet up with my, my brother-in-law's so is like a halfway point. Uh, yeah. But we're going to have to, I might have to hit her. 
offline kit we're gonna have to hit christine up <laughs> we'll see when and where she's gonna go and, and yeah we, we can possibly do something around around november ish when she when absolutely she yeah i'll be back for a week over thanksgiving nice. i'm looking forward to it <laughs> yeah i'm always down to go and fish yeah this it's, it's a it's cold but man if they're if they're on it's a it's one of my favorite vibes it's a good time so like with with your videos is that something you've always wanted to do or is that just like just became a part of what you do or do you um, just want to look back at like your old footage see what you did see how like see what you could change so interestingly enough i never ever wanted to be a youtuber i kind of <laughs> had a weird stigma there and i was like man these people are like they're putting these clickbaity captions up and like i don't like watching youtube so like why i don't ever want to do this but then when i started fishing tournaments i kind of there were two main reasons why I started to do it because I'm still pretty new to YouTube. I've done it for maybe two years now. I think I'm going on two years. Yeah, I think so. Um, that sounds about right. I'm relatively new to it. Um, but when I first started having a little bit of success three years ago, there were because females traditionally didn't do well, um, you know, didn't have the amount of success on their own. And I had some trolls that were coming out saying someone's catching her fish for her or they're doing this. And I was like, you know what? I can see, you know, with a lot of success comes these, comes that, that, that just, that's all, it always happens. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to literally record everything that I do in a tournament, the decisions I make, the areas I'm fishing, start to finish every single catch and why I'm switching up baits. I'm going to talk about it for one, to educate people and to, so they can be literally like be with me on the water, see my, see my casting, see what I'm doing. And for two, it protects me hundred percent because they're all the proof is right there. They can see that my mechanics are sound, that I'm thinking things through and I'm, this is why I'm fishing where, and you know, I've put work in, in this game. So, and I like to be able to go back and kind of see it's, it serves as like a, yeah, like uh, research and reports for me. So I usually, I, I used to keep a log book on moon phases and my trophy muskie catches for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And YouTube for me acts like that and go back and see, okay, what was I doing for this tournament? I remember like, you know, where, I, but what were the conditions like, or what was this? And so I, all of that is documented in my videos and the map study. And it kind of allows me to go back if I want to and, and do that. But mostly people want to say someone caught these fish for there's the video watch yeah. it uh, knock yourselves out but haters gonna hate right oh yeah yeah Man, that comes to territory it's a it, i I've, i expect that people that haven't fished with me um because it's a it, it's something that really hasn't been done we, we have never seen a, a you know professional female angler and you know hopefully i hope to do that and qualify for one of the professional bass tours like the elites or you know whatnot so just so FYI, you, sh you shouldn't have to expect that, though. Honestly, um, I mean, come on. I mean, if you catch, come it's on. It's the internet. It's a dark place. Yeah, it, <laughs> it comes with the territory. It, yeah, it does, so. and I've I've got pretty thick skin, and but yeah. it does just kind of cover me. Yeah. You know, it, it does, and, and I I'd rather have it be like that, so you don't have a, a person sitting there saying like, you know, here take this fish or everything is on video. And and the thing is though, uh, you guys got to get check out her videos because you're right. By you doing that, it actually helps though the. the the people who are watching and the reason being because you're giving tidbits like a lot of yeah. stuff because you're, you're telling what you're throwing why you're throwing it and then all of a sudden you switch you know whatever lure whatever you did in in the reason behind it yeah uh, because a lot Fun of came out wind picked up so i'm gonna do this and yeah i uh and i and you you see exactly where i'm fishing yeah. and why i'm fishing and people are like man you gotta stop doing that you're gonna give away all your juice and it's <laughs> but, like well 
you got to do it, you know? And, and I'm going to tell you, because if people start watching, they're going to be like, shoot, you have to watch and subscribe there because you're right. Because the stuff that you're giving away, I mean, granted, it's it's complete secret knowledge, technically, you know, as a professional angler. But I'm telling you, the stuff that you were giving away, I was like blown away and then just learning with you while you're doing it. So I was kind of figuring it out like, wow. Okay, that totally makes sense now. But you know, uh, a lot of YouTubers don't don't have that. They don't. They just show their catches, their excitement, and whatever they catch. They don't really go into detail. Uh, but your channel and the videos I've been watching, because like you're saying, you're trying to in a way cover yourself, but you're yeah. teaching. It's yeah, and that's the other reason there. I did that. Yeah. I wanted to teach. I want people that. I want to be able to offer, you know, insight and experience and, and knowledge to, to everybody across the board, to your tournament angler, to your person just getting into it. That's important. And I think it's, uh, I love to educate and a lot yeah. of people have shared things with me. So I want to, I want to give back in any way I can and kind of share what helps me be successful. And yeah. it's burned me a couple of times. I've had people, you know, watch my videos and then next year I go to this lake and they're, my spot's got 30 oh, people. No. But you know what? That's part of it. If the elites, everything they do is on, on live TV and they know, yeah. and it's like you, it challenges me to not rely on history, mm -hmm. you know, and to, to look at the lake and find new fish. Cause I know that my spot's going to be blown up. Cause I'll, I'm going to share it all. So Damn inspiring yeah. me man that's bad <laughs> that's awesome yeah. uh so through your success from you know last year and i think you actually you won another tournament also this year too. i did win yeah i won hartwell this year that's yeah. only i had a little little tougher year in the tournament trail but i had a lot going on in my life and i you know fishing is a huge mental game and yeah. i had a lot of a lot of stuff happen so it was uh yeah i took a that tournament fishing took a little bit of backseat this year. Gotcha. So what would you say was your biggest reason for your success uh, in 2019? Would you say of, of the, the, the tournaments that you won? Well, if there's like maybe one or two things that you can say, like, this was the reason why I won. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say was your secret to those success? If, if you can give that away here, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Um, the first and foremost thing is last year, my life solely revolved around tournament fishing and I sacrificed everything else and poured myself 100%. And I worked, I mean, I was pre-fishing. I was on the water from 5am until dark every single day, exhaustion, running five or six ramps. I mean, I, I literally put every single piece of any, any efforts or energy I had into tournament fishing. And cause I wanted to see what I could do. Um, now, even I had the most successful year ever tournament wise, but man, it left me kind of drained on like every other level. Okay. So this year I was trying to kind of find a little bit better of a balance. And I, I kind of pulled back on tournament fishing still, you know, when I fish tournaments, but I didn't fish as hard. And I, mean, I think I cashed like seven or eight checks this year. Um, so I didn't have a bad year, but I, my, my grind wasn't there. But I think I was a little happier, like as a, as a whole, I found a little more balance. I did some fun trips. I musky fish a little more, did some fly fishing, you know, worked in that fun stuff that I love. Um, but I think I need to turn it up a little bit more next year on the tournament side. So yeah. you guys, guys, by the way, you guys got to see her musky. Okay. So that's my, uh, one of my bucket list fish. I still haven't caught a musky yet. Um, <laughs> fishing kid can tell you in a second here, he can tell you about a, a musky Thing that he just had recently but i haven't yet so i gotta hopefully i can get with you on that one so you can give me a little tips on Absolutely. that but that that's that's been one of my uh want to in lives to 
to catch a muskie whether it's off a kayak yeah. shore it doesn't even matter mm-hmm. i just want to catch one just to just to say i caught one right right oh yeah they're the they're the fish of ten thousand casts for a reason and they will chew you up and spit you out so be careful what you wish for <laughs> <laughs> well i had my i had my first experience with the muskie like two or three weeks ago hold on i love how you say your first experience yeah. well, that's that's gonna be good all right i'm listening okay so um so i i finally caught my first muskie i wasn't fishing for muskies or anything i was just throwing like a little spoon using a medium light rod with, I think, six pound test. Yeah. And then I just hook it to this. It felt like a log, like it did not move. But once it started moving and I saw it jump out of the water, I was like, oh, that's a muskie. And I'm not ready for this because I don't, my gear wasn't ready for it. I don't have a big net. Yeah. I'm just fishing light tackle. And, and then I saw, I hooked it in the tail. I was fighting that thing for, I think, half an hour before we got it landed. And there was three, other, three of my other buddies with me. We're all circling around trying to trying to land it. And I'm like, it's going to be so hard because I hooked it in the tail. And the hard part is getting the head up. And that's oh, what I was yeah. worried about. Yeah. yeah. I don't count it as a catch, but it is it was a cool it was a cool uh, experience. And I don't want to catch one like in the mouth. <laughs> that's a really good goal to have. A lot, yeah. I've, I have that goal this year, too, because I've had a tough year musky fishing. So. That's awesome. Yeah, they're a really neat fish. They uh, live up to reputation as, uh, you know, being the elusive predator. And they're uh, definitely my favorite species. So I hope that I hope I wish you the best on your quest. <laughs> Thanks. Well, <laughs> yeah. supposedly this lake, according to the DNR guy we talked to, it's supposedly the easiest place to catch a muskie, maybe in the world. His, his words, not, not mine. And then, you know, maybe, maybe we'll let you know what lake that is offline. <laughs> Does it start with an O or a B? Nope. Nope. Okay. And I know two lakes in Iowa that are pretty, that, that seem to be pretty easy to catch them. But we'll talk I mean, about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, listeners. Sorry, watchers. That's, it's it's going to be a little bit uh, offline on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I used to live in Nebraska. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I lived in Nebraska in Lexington. I don't know. Uh, yeah i know lexington is yeah i I lived in lexington for a lot of part of my lives and everything but do you ever get a chance to go back there and ice fish oh yeah okay you better believe it yep Uh, i've got a lot of ice fishing things coming up and i do it often in nebraska okay so we'll have to reach out to you because um do you you ever like ice fish the sand hills and stuff Mm -hmm. um area okay so i'm gonna have (laughs) okay because my brother-in-law because we we really got into uh ice fishing and everything so um i'm I'm gonna have to reach out to you because that's been one of our i guess you can say goals is to go i i wanted to uh ice fish new lakes or areas Mm -hmm. obviously every year uh sand hills was kind of on our uh i guess you can say list that we're gonna try and do because they live in like i said in colorado so we can kind of meet halfway there oh yeah yeah and then everybody, I, I, I didn't know because I, I saw some of your videos that you're you doing ice fishing. I was like, man, all right. So another... I used to guide, I guided ice fishing trips for two years when I was back home. So really, huge, yeah, huge passion. I guided kayak fishing trips for a couple of years and did some ice fishing trips also and took some clients out. Um, so yeah, ice fishing has been a huge, one of those passions I have that I don't really, you know, like hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm actually, you can do a lot of hunting and a lot of ice fishing, but I don't, really promote it as well i was kind of keep that for my own thing but this year i'll do a little bit i'll share a little bit more of my ice fishing adventures this year so 
right. Well, you, you don't have to share it, everybody. You can share it with us. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's all good, Christine. You can share it with us. But yeah, we, you know, because obviously the ice season is coming around the corner here. So that's why I'm pretty excited. Yep. So we'll see. All right. I'll, I'll have to reach out to you about that. You bet. You bet. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be any ice fishing in Tennessee, though. I, yeah, I know that. That's why I'll be home for two months, <laughs> probably. Um, I, I uh, will be going back. I've got several big solo trips planned. Um, I kind of really got into targeting trophy smallmouth through the ice, which you don't see hardly anybody doing. Mm-mm. But I got into, I got onto a really good smallmouth bite last year. Um, I, I ran up to the glacier lakes on a little solo trip. And I remember when I was up there fishing in the kayak, I was like, man, these would be great wintering holes for smallmouth. And I came back in the ice and sure enough, I dropped the aqua view down and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was, man, it was cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I really started to get a passion for small, big smallmouth through the ice. So okay. I don't think I've ever, have you ever caught a smallmouth kit through the ice? I don't know if I have. Not through the ice. Yeah, I don't think I have either. They, they fight hard in open yeah. water. They fight really hard <laughs> through the ice. It's uh, especially if you get them like a jig and wrap bite. Mm. You can't like I'm a, I'm a trophy hunter. I, I mean, I don't. I can go out and put people on a bunch of panfish and stuff, but that's not really yeah. my thing. Like I'd rather run and gun and look for look for big walleye, big pike, um, you know, big smallmouth, all rod and reel. That's that's all I want to do. So. I think I think you would like chasing wipers through the ice. Oh, without a doubt, they're oh, hard yeah. through the ice, though, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah they're tricky through the ice. Yeah, um, that's I've actually never caught one, and I know they're I know they're pretty. They don't they don't really uh they don't feed very heavily through the ice, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, I think they they're they're like since they're pelagic, they're always mm-hmm. roaming. So it's like even if they are feeding, the problem is being, being on where top they are. of them. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, panoptics to come into handy with something like that, probably. Yeah, we um, I think two years ago, fishing kit here got got us at least me. He got us on some pretty cool wipers through the ice. So oh, that's awesome. In here yeah. in central Iowa, and then um, last year I stunk. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it is what it is. But then yeah. he got yeah fishing kit here. He was catching catfish like crazy through the ice last mm-hmm. year. So yeah, last couple They're of years. They're fun too. They're fun yeah. too. So I think if I could. If I only caught those two species through the ice all winter, I'd, I'd be a happy angler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, me on a wiper, I can't imagine that'd be that'd be sweet. I need to, I need to spend a little more time learning that. Oh, oh I might know a place or two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, maybe I'll look. Maybe I will exchange some things. I'll look y'all up. <laughs> we'll we'll reach out to you on that, especially if uh, if it's a good bite this year, because uh, we, yeah. we've had some guests actually reach out to us about that. Um, they mm-hmm. want to catch some wipers through the ice because it's um, like man it's i like fishing kids say if i can catch one of those through the eye if, if that's all i was fishing for i'd be okay too i think i'm i think i'm with kid on that yeah 100 yeah. yeah i know i love i love those fish they're, they're a lot of fun <laughs> yeah i only got one in my little picture over here <laughs> yeah that's why i saw that <laughs> oh man have you caught very many catfish through the ice yeah, I've got I've got a lot of catfish through the ice, um, both intentionally and unintentionally. Um, you can usually tell, like on the Vexilar, if it's a catfish by how it's acting, and you know, big mark comes in real slow off the bottom. And um, I've I've caught a lot of catfish, and they're they're I mean they're fun too. Um, they're fun too. Yeah, I, I finally started uh, getting into them last year through the ice. It was something I've always wanted to catch mm-hmm. through the ice because I'm I'm big into catfishing. Then once I felt like a uh, it was a relief. <laughs> Once I started catching them through the ice. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're a neat, they're a neat fish too. Especially when you get it, you hook into a big like the channel catfish. I think kind of have a have a different type of fight to them, but you get into like a big blue or a flathead. It's cool. it's nuts. I mean, it's nuts. I've done that. It's a it's wild. A blue through the ice. I've never caught a blue, but I caught a flathead, big Ooh. flathead. Yeah. yeah i haven't done that oh i haven't caught a catfish through the ice period this okay so that that's my goal i told this guy right here this year he goes all right you got to take me wherever he went last year because i saw his video i'm like man he was on fire with the catfish so he's got to get me on that so that's awesome yeah we got we gotta try that but um i'll, I'll see what i can do <laughs> come on dude <laughs> hey if it means i'm catching big catfish through the ice too then i'm down for it all right yeah. there we go there we go um I actually wanted to uh, kind of just ask you a little bit too, Christine. I was just wondering, like, okay, so this day and age, we can't we can't lie. There's fishing, okay. So women, I see a lot of um, sex appeal, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what sells, whatever the case may be. So I, I want my daughters obviously to grow up and get into you know fishing and everything. But have you seen? negativity in regards to that whether it has to do with business aspect or anything because i mean do you get i guess you can say whether you get haters or whatever um because it's just a industry where it's obviously predominantly male Mm -hmm. but then you see all these instagram social media social media is probably the biggest reasoning behind all them the crazy madness okay so because you see you look at instagram you look at facebook you look at even youtube now i mean you just see um it's just women that are into the sport but then all of a sudden it's just like it feels sometimes when you look into it they kind of take away from the actual sport and the knowledge of it mm-hmm. so I'm wondering do you do you ever feel like you get prejudged or whatever whether in a business sense and how do you overcome you know stuff like that yeah so that that was one of my biggest obstacles and you know fueled a lot of my older blog posts about the the struggles because i mean i i'm not gonna lie to you i was very um i was pretty angry at a lot of of how a lot of these women were taking advantage of our industry Mm -hmm. and um you know initially like i said it, it it burned me and i i thought like when I first got into it, the face of female fishing was a bikini angler that was utilized and sponsored all over the place. And you could just tell like, you know, she was, she, when she went to cast a spinning rod, it was like, she was launching a surf rod and <laughs> she could tell she didn't care about, about the sport and, you know, would straddle a boat. And I was like, man, I can't like, I don't have any kids, but if I did have a daughter and that was her what she thought women looked like in fishing I can't I can't handle that and that almost like lit this fire to, to really push out and my message and my agenda and to say look this is not how I want women to be represented in the sport um, so I kind of took that anger from five years ago and rechanneled it into look I can't change what they're going to do um, I probably can't fault them because they're making they're taking advantage of a flaw in our system and making a lot of money and whatever they're going to do, but you know what, I'm going to stay true to me and I'm going to channel my energy and keep pushing, keep working hard and, uh, break down these stereotypes because it, that was one of the biggest things. I felt like they were making it harder for me to be taken seriously mm-hmm. in the industry. And I felt that I'd go to the, I'd go to, you know, the, the classic or any of these trade shows and I'd stand, you know, at, at a rod booth and people would 
think that I was like a booth model. You know, they'd walk by <laughs> me, they'd say, Hey, we want to talk to someone about this like new glass rod for cranking. And I was like, Yeah, what do you want to know? Like, I love it. They got the 72 heavy moderate. It's phenomenal for like your DT60, T10s. You know, then you got a little heavier one for the eight or 10 XDs. Like, and nobody wanted to listen to me. Um, so that was, it took me, but I, I think I had training for that because when I worked at the sporting goods store, I was the only female on hard goods and I'd have customers call and I'd answer the phone and they would, I've had, I had several times they asked for a male associate, mm -hmm. someone that worked in the department. And you know, I, I had customers that would, I'd be selling high end bows and I was actually a bow tech. So I worked on these bows. Like I, I, I did better than half the guys that worked there on it, but I, I'd get overlooked and, you know, just disregarded so many times. And I finally, you know, looked at it and said, look, I understand it because I do that a little bit. You know, if there's a, I hear a gal's a legit angler. I kind of am a little skeptical at first. Mm -hmm. And I learned that, you know, it's one of those things where you got to lead by example. And if, if the harder I worked and the more I worked, I know I can't change the way everybody views me. But I think that I've been pretty fortunate to gain a lot of respect and a lot of, uh, a lot of people in my corner and the right people in my corner over the years. You know, after years working at, at the sporting goods store, I had several customers that were so loyal to me for my honesty and for my hard work and my knowledge of the product. And I developed it. I was one of the best salesmen there and, you know, developed this customer base. And it just took, it just took me a little bit longer to do so. And I'm okay with that. I think it builds a lot of character that way. And uh, knowing that I can help kind of give these young women, like your daughters, a, uh, a different type of role model and let them know that, look, you don't have to go out there and look a certain way or act a certain way to get attention in this industry. Like you just go out there and be yourself. And if you're true to yourself and you're genuine, there is going to be a future for you here and acceptance. And that's what I'm trying to do every single day. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. Cheers. I kind of want to say um uh, about that. I, I feel like perception is slowly starting to change because for a while, you know, when you would think, oh, a chick that fishes, you just think like some bikini chick. Mm -hmm. And then you already know she's not really a fisherman. She's just yeah. kind of just taking advantage of like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm in a bikini, but oh, here's here's a fish or something. Yeah. But I noticed in the last couple of years, like including yourself. There's like a few other, you know, anglers that just happen to be females. Mm -hmm. I want to like name like Natty up north, uh, Nicole Stone, awesome anglers. And they just happen to be females and they're not leveraging, um, I guess, the, the sex appeal aspect of it. Mm -hmm. You guys are just bringing forth like your knowledge and your skills uh, more than anything else. And that's right. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's good to see that people are able to kind of look through that now and see it for what it is and support the women out there that are really grinding and trying to make, make waves. And now it's, you know, the companies are wanting these women that, that don't just, you know, that they can talk the talk and walk the walk. They want to go out there and, you know, do product videos. And, you know, that's, if you look at it, it's a really interesting thing. Look, if you look at what it takes to be a male professional and what it takes to be a, like get a female sponsored angler, the males have to do so, and they're doing so much more. And that's one thing that I want to be changed. Like I, for my, my sponsors that I've got, I'm out there shooting product videos. I'm talking about the product. I'm, you know, filming fishing shows, like doing all this stuff. And I think that 
I want to set that standard for other women in the industry and say, look, don't just take easy hands out, like work your tail off for it. Show that you deserve these opportunities that are coming to you um, because it's a really good time to be a female in this industry. There's not a lot of them and there's definitely not a lot that are actually um, legitimate and true professionals in that regard and have the, have the uh, abilities and the talent to kind of paint this different picture. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to keep showing that you're more than just a female that happens to be a rarity in a sport, but you can, you can actually do this like as a true professional in it. And I think that that's a, you know, that that's a big goal of mine is to continue to, to do that and be a true professional in everything that I do with this. Cool. No, that's uh <clears throat> that's very true on that. Some um, inspiring words. Right I know, <laughs> and love it. And I'm, you know, cause okay. You didn't have a TV when you were growing up now. Yeah. Social media is insane right now when it, when it comes to Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, you know, TikTok. So how are you? I mean, because you, 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 I would say you probably started jumping into the YouTube world, like you said, about two years ago, Instagram, mm-hmm. everything started, you know, all this stuff. I mean, because technically that's not like you were just saying, it's not your thing. It's not, it wasn't your thing. So how are you yeah. dealing with that? I mean, because you're, I mean, you're successful in regards to that because i think you're you're following this is the thing from this day one year from now we can take a look at your instagram and, and your youtube channel i can almost guarantee you it's going to be at least doubled if not tripled right i think you're right yeah I, it, you're it, right. it just it just will be it's just the way it's going to go but how are you dealing with that because this is kind of out of your norm in a way because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I i'm, I I'm <laughs> with you I'm not, I'm not the biggest social media guy i'm not a huge thing on this i just love to talk a lot you can ask this guy you know i, I just talk a lot that's why we that's <laughs> yeah. why we do this and i love beer thanks man <laughs> <laughs> but you know and, and we just did this thing because you know I, like i said i like talk a lot but i love beer and i love fishing but how are you dealing with the the social media i mean how are you taking because like you were saying it, it wasn't your thing to to kind of push the sport and push your brand in a way you know i kind of saw that that's as far as like the growth i didn't really I, i'm not a person that looks at analytics or even pretends to understand them or see what's trending or you know i've never been a trending person in all my life i just um, and there's a lot of people that do very well with social media and they 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 utilize what works and what gangs attention and all of this. I, I never was like that. Um, I, I think that for me, I just said, you know what, I don't want to make social media my job. I could probably be way more successful if I did, because let's be honest, there's, that's where a lot of potential is, but that just, that takes away from who I am as a person. And I decided not to really make everything I do about social media, because I think it, it it's like a double-edged sword, right? there's, there's good and bad. You can get, you can become so absorbed with it and it takes away from the true meaning of life. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we get so guilty of that mindless scrolling and thinking, you know, having our self-worth be related to our following. And I, I'm hoping to find some way through social media to get this message out that it's not about the following or the likes or, or this, you know, it really isn't in the grand scheme of things. So if I didn't have to be on social media, I'm not sure that I, I'm not sure that I would. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, I get this, I get this amazing opportunity to, to share, you know, my journey and my experiences and inspire other people. So what I did was I just, 
was myself. I didn't post at, I guess there's like certain times where if you post are like better than others. <laughs> I have no idea. I just kept posting whenever you. and <laughs> put stuff out there. And I, you know, my YouTube titles are not clickbaity at all. And I just kind of did my own thing. And I think having tournament success really helped catapult my, my growth. Uh, last year I saw a huge jump and I think it's because a lot of the people that started kind of taking notice were some, some big people in the industry and you started talking and, and, you know, helping me. And so I, I've kind of built myself on something different than social media, but it is a, it's an, it's a necessity in this game too. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question at all in that endless rant, but I hope that, <laughs> I hope that I've made some type of a, <laughs> you, you made sense. It's just, yeah. um, cause I, I'm with, I'm like with you, I'm just not a big fan of social media, but like you were just saying, this day and age, we it's all a know necessity. it's a necessity. Yep. Whether, no matter if you're trying to build a brand or you're trying to get your message across, like you were just saying, right. I mean, what better way to, to get your message across on a free platform, you know? Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right. To the millions, millions. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you can't be a good old boy and just flat out catch them in tournaments. If you can't, yeah. you, know, you got to, it, to be like a professional angler nowadays, companies need to have that ability to be well-spoken mm. and to have a, a social media presence. And guys that are the best anglers in the world, some of them are getting left behind because they don't mm. have it. And you almost have to like take that into consideration moving forward. So you have to be very well-rounded in what you do. And I, I hate that's how it is. I think if you're one of the best out there in angling, you should get the opportunities. But mm-hmm. sadly, they want to see they're almost moving towards the social media side of it. And I, I think that's kind of sad um, in all reality, but. But don't sell, don't sell yourself short. Like when you were saying, um, when you saw the big turnaround, you said last year is because of your tournament wins. Yes. But I also just, just to give you FYI, like your videos, it's like I was saying earlier, it's knowledgeable. There's stuff yeah. that content that you were putting on there that you were teaching. Yeah. And I, I enjoy yeah. that. I do enjoy making the tournament recaps and they've been kind of fun for me. Um, to kind of experiment with. So I'll, I'll keep doing it. I still have to get my gunners bill. I cashed a check at the national championship, which is one of our biggest tournaments. And I've got great footage there and it's just sitting on my laptop. <laughs> so I've got to get around to editing that and getting it out. I need to have like an assistant or something, but um, I'll get oh, around to getting that out there. That's a good thing to have, by the way. Good, yeah. good problem to have that you have yeah. amazing content that you just, just sitting yeah. there. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta consider some hiring somebody to edit videos for me. Yeah, <clears throat> Hopefully I get to that level where I can do that and just have some say, Hey, here's the footage, make magic of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go fish. Cause that's all I want to do is be fishing and editing is, does not allow me to fish at the same time. So <laughs> I kind of started getting into the YouTube thing and man, editing just takes so much of it out of your time. I mean, if you want to, if you want to have like quality videos too, mm-hmm. it really does. Yeah. It's a, you got it. And that's why I always knew you can't truly be a tournament angler and a YouTuber. And I'm not a YouTuber. I'm a tournament angler. That's what, that's how I wanted my identity to be. And um, unless you have like, you're, you're one of the top pros out there and they've got someone that does all that for them, like Brandon or, or Jacob Wheeler or anybody like that but I'm not at that level yet. So I still do all my own work. (laughs) You're not uh, doing too bad. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. see. In regards to uh, tournament uh, kayak fishing. So just everybody knows it was kind of cool. Cause I I think I, I think I heard one of your other uh, episode podcasts that you did and you don't have 
uh, that that show that you bring up your whole bag of fish and everything, mm-hmm. right? So the cool thing about this is the awesome thing about kayak fishing is that you catch it, you measure it, you take a picture of it, and you literally release it back. Correct? Right away. Yeah. Right away. So incredible for the for you know the fisheries. Yeah, and that is one of the um, the coolest things. I I didn't know that they did that with kayak fishing. Was that they you know you literally cpr you can catch picture release it just measure it and they have a, a card and everything so you, anyone who's looking to get into tournament fishing there's a video i think i'll tell fishing kit to, to link this up but you were giving some great tips on the card how not to get it wet how to uh, you know take pictures and use the yeah. bump board and all that stuff that's pretty it was really i think a lot of people like gain a lot of knowledge just from that quick little like less than That's 10 good. minute video yeah it was cool yeah. so because I'm, I'm thinking about it one day i don't know i'm, I'm not good in, i'm not good enough fishing but i might just do it for fun so we might yeah, do it next year you need to iowa's <laughs> got an incredible like local scene actually my my good buddy from iowa um who f- fishes ik is staying with me right now he's coming down to fish a little bit with me down here i'm trying to get him on his first muskie and staying with my roommate and i so uh i i know all the iowa kayak anglers and they've got a good club and they're good people and it's it's just about the community. You don't have to be this, you know, this all-star angler. You just get out there and the local grassroots scene is is so welcoming and so great. And it's uh you guys should try. I think you'd really like it. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to now. Yeah. We have to, now, yeah. We, we're committed to not kid. We got yeah. we already told Christine we're gonna do it. We gotta do it. I'm gonna we'll hold y'all to it. it too. All right. We're gonna hold next year because yeah. obviously good season. I, I think Wait. we should at least try one. Yeah, I, I guess that means I better start like trying to catch some bass now. <laughs> yeah, not not the white ones either. Gotta get the green fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's important. They won't. They, you can try to send the picture in, but they won't accept that. <laughs> it's a bass. Come on. I know. I've, I've tried it though. It doesn't, doesn't work. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That yeah. Funny. Uh, yeah, I want to try some catfish tournament too, but those don't seem to be as popular. Mm-mm. especially with the uh kayak um i actually fished two of them back when i was in nebraska they had a big one on milford it was the, the mud cat oh. tournament and it was uh my my teammate and it was a team tournament and uh i actually caught th- i caught two blues of a flathead on the kayak and these like five foot rollers it was insane mm. um i get a cast net catch live gizzard shad cut them up on the boat go out anchor down into the waves straddle my kayaks my feet were off the side so I could kind of stabilize myself and I had time we could use two rods and I had time where both rods were like doubled over and I was like oh my god I'm gonna die like this is wild (laughs) and it was uh I think we got third and that was it was an awesome a lot of fun but yeah they're just not as not as popular bass kind of dominates the whole thing you know Mm -hmm. and uh you okay so everybody's wondering you you have a hobby i think mm-hmm. you represent the hobby and uh fishing kick out of hobby so and oh. i'm just wondering like it makes it because okay when you watch your videos and i can see it's just like man it's just i i'm almost convinced i might have to get a hobie now because that's right yeah oh, i said almost <laughs> hold on hold on because i you know because cost effectiveness i mean right. you, get, you get what you pay for it is mm-hmm. obviously top of the line but the thing is mm-hmm. it's so cool to see you standing on your kayak and it barely even moves i'm just like mm-hmm. the stability that you have on that yak i'm just like i'm really really considering it without my wife watching this show <laughs> because for your wife they cost about 27 dollars. <sighs> all right okay I'll, I'll tell her that no zeros behind that. no zeros behind it yeah but no i mean it's like because you know we 
in this our, our podcast we talk about kayak fishing quite a bit because you know we we love it it's pretty cool i i got back into it this year i'm super stoked and excited to really get back into it hopefully in the you know years to come uh is there any specific i guess you can say if somebody's looking to get into kayak fishing any recommendations whether uh kayaks or just what would you say if somebody's looking to get into kayak fishing um two things as far as like getting into the sport it's a uh the thing I love the most about it is our community. Um, I've over the last three or four years, I truly feel like I've got so many big brothers and sisters in this sport that are cut from the same cloth. They're very simple people. They just love to share everything they've got and we camp together. And um, it, most every state that I'm aware of has a great grassroots level where you've got these little clubs and you don't have to fish tournaments. You just they hang out and go fish together and um, there's incredible camaraderie. So look into your local, your state's local level, um, just clubs, kayak clubs. You don't have fish tournaments, but you know, if you want to um, and see what they're all about, dip your toes in, you have the option. And as far as, kayak, as far, as far as kayaks go. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I've had the opportunity to work with whatever kayak company I wanted to, and I felt fortunate for that, but ultimately Hobie, they're, they're the best in the game for a variety of reasons. Um, if you want a truly good experience, I feel like, you know, and I, I did the same type of sales when I worked at, at Shields. I was always push people to, to get that one step better because it makes your experience so much better every time. I mean, it really does. You know, you, you want to buy a $300 bow or you want to buy a, a, a $900 bow that draws better as a great back wall. It's not going to slap your arm. And it's like the, the, the proof is there and you can get a good a deal on a great used Hobie. Um, but having the drive and the ability to go in super shallow water and shed grass and it's just, uh, it's limitless. So you got to check out the hope. I hope you get a hope because you well, won't regret it. This Jake guy, can attest to this. I know he, he, yeah, he, he, he keeps telling me, he goes just, okay. I got just back. Into, I got, okay. Here we go again. So I got into kayak. <laughs> I got back into it. Cause I, I, I left for a while cause I had so many darn kids and i got i just bought a kayak this year Your kids can fit on the hobie when i guided i'd have kids come out and i'd sit them on the front of my hobie okay. that's a great selling point i love that <laughs> I, right? got, I got you I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to work for you here all right i'm gonna tell the boss that one i love it okay that's so right. but yeah he's he's been selling he goes dude you just get a pad he goes and it's true though he go fishing he goes think about it what do you fish with your arms yeah, hands free, man. Hands oh, free. Big, makes, big deal. It big makes, deal. It makes because yeah, I still have the paddling style. It's oh. just I know. It's okay. I started with that too. And I wish that if I could tell my <laughs> young self to buy a Hobie six years ago, I would have done that. Dang it. Mm-hmm. All right. I think most of us that uh I don't think <laughs> a lot I don't think a lot of people jump straight into Hobies though. <laughs> they don't, but everyone that is in this thing wishes that they did. Right. Yeah. I, I got a, I got an older Outback. Uh, I think it's a 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually bought it. It was like a display model. Yeah. So. And you can get great deals on them. I mean, you really can, if you look out there on the kayak pages on Facebook and stuff, there's people selling pro anglers and Outbacks and you can get a great deal. And those boats are just, man, they're just, they're worth every penny. I think. Yeah. Um, what, what do you, what do you run uh, normally? Is it a PA 14? PA 14. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't sure if you had the 12 or the 14. Do I have? Yeah, I got it for 14. I like Ooh. the 14. That thing's a beast. <laughs> it is a total beast. It uh, gives me a workout every time I try to load it and run ramps for uh, pre-fishing. <laughs> so. Yeah, when, uh, in, I think one of your latest videos, when you guys uh, 
put in underneath that bridge. Like, oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> I my I look my buddy like he's like I, there's I don't think we're gonna be able to do this. And I was like, oh, we're gonna do it. It's gonna take all of us, but we're gonna make it happen. And yeah, that uh, the outback would have been perfect for what I was trying to do there. Mm, yeah. Perfect. Weighs a lot less, and you know that uh, it was it was an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you caught fish. It was worth it. Oh yeah, it was great. It was like that was a great trip. I love that stuff. All right, guys, I'm gonna. Better, Con- I don't know. Start selling cans or something, Grady. <laughs> contemplate. I'll contemplate. Save all life. those beer cans that you that you be drinking. <laughs> I'm gonna have to save a lot, brother. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but it's all right. Hey, but I do see you guys on that. I'm just like, man, I'm super jealous just to kind of see because I see you live, like hands free, and then I'm just like, hey, I I love my kayak. Don't get me wrong, I I love it. It it works, catches me fish, but I'm not gonna lie, some. T- times i wish like gosh i wish i didn't have to paddle <laughs> at this moment yeah. and i could just cast this way and i wish i can stand all of a sudden but it oh, just boy. You change your life <sighs> all right it might happen we'll just um yeah. well, i want to i want to experience the 360 though now oh, that yes that's something i really want to experience all right it's uh it's a whole another level of uh possibilities maneuverability it's uh yeah. it's Hobie is just great because they're so dang innovative. You know, they're always pushing the needle and I'm, uh, I'm pretty proud to be able to represent them and they do a great job and their engineers are just these, they're, I mean, they're geniuses. They really are. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, like all the other brands I feel like are kind of gunning for Hobie. Yeah, like yeah. They, they're, they're trying to knock them off the top. They are, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it probably there, there's you know there's a lot of great brands out there you know old town makes a great boat um there's a lot of good kayak companies and i think the best thing you can do realistically as much as i love hobie you've got to get in all the boats you can demo them and see what best suits your personal fishing style that's mm-hmm. important yep totally agree with you on that man so what do you do when uh when okay so winter's coming up what do you do what do you mean Besides, <laughs> it's warm down there oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, down south true true but when, yeah. when you're back home i guess i, I guess you just ice, fit, ice fishing oh right? yeah i fish yeah i spend like you know i i love my family i cherish every second i have with them so i'll spend a lot of time with them i'm gonna try to do a little bit of hunting except i brought my bow and all my decoy everything down here um so and i'm gonna fly home i gotta figure out how i'm gonna do that but um I, i'm gonna do a lot of ice fishing cool you know um that's uh i'm always on the go i'm always doing stuff outdoors so catching up with my friends and family back home i only get to get back home twice a year that'll take that'll take priority first and make sure that i'm you know that that's the most important thing out there as you as you well know being a dad and a husband and um your family you you got you can't take that stuff for granted so i do a lot of that playing cards hanging out with my grandpa and my grandma and you know that's important (laughs) but then when i'm not doing that or they're all working i'll be on the ice Nice. find me there nice nice so um I, before i forget i had i had to ask because my daughters wanted me to ask you so they <laughs> so i had two questions i got one damon she's my oldest and then have scotty she's my my middle or second oldest we met scotty yes we met a, scotty a guest appearance yes <laughs> and their question was i mean it's simple easy question but they just wanted to know they go yeah. so what's the biggest heaviest fish the weight wise that you've ever caught on your kayak number one and number two was what's the longest fish you've ever caught off of your kayak pbs yeah that's a great question so i i caught like probably a seven and a half maybe eight foot sturgeon and that 
then I also caught a giant sailfish. Um, wow. wow. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think of which one was, would have been bigger. The sturgeon was definitely longer. And I would, I would, I'd probably assume that the sturgeon probably weighed more too. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you can't wait. Yeah. When this is that large, and yeah, you're, I mean, you're, not, wait, it you're not weighing it. Yeah. I, I get no, that. I get, no. totally get that. But no. dang. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to let them know. That's a big, yep. big sturgeon. Um, and the sailfish was, was pretty big too. So either one of those, it, it definitely be one of those two. I've caught a lot of, gosh, a lot of species in the kayak over the years, but definitely one of those two would, cool. two would be my two biggest. Awesome. I'll let them know. Yeah. So since you caught so many species, what's what's one species that you really want to catch that you haven't caught yet? Striper. Ah, oh, that'd be cool. Like, like Atlantic striper, like the big, like 50, 60 pound striper in the kayak. That's that is something I haven't done yet. And it is, you know, I like the I like those predator fish. I like to fight. And I, I as much as I love muskie and don't tell the muskie that I said this, <laughs> I think that the striper have a better fight than the muskie. So I, uh, and that's what I've heard anyway. And I think, you know, just after catching some smaller, I caught like a 20 pounder on the near, I was pretty blown away at the sheer muscle and the, 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 the ability of this fish. And I was like, man, I've got to go out to the ocean and catch like a giant striper in my kayak. So I'm going to stay tuned. It's coming. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. Awesome. Yeah. Make that that's happen. so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of my bucket list fish too. Yeah. So big, I like your style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, I like big fish that run. So <laughs> yeah, you've been saying that though, fishing kid, you've been saying that you've been wanting to catch a strapper. You guys got to make it. I, I, man, I wish I, man, it's just seeing. They're a super, nice. they're super cool fish. Yeah. I might, I might have to, dip my toes into a landlocked striper first yeah. before I make it to the ocean. So, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to just go head first off the deep end and just go for the, you know, yeah. that's probably what I'm going to try to do. Cool. Um, you got anything else for Christine? I mean, this was, I, I, I would talk to her for longer and longer, but I just feel bad that if we keep her too long, I know you're, I know you're super busy um, because we can just talk for hours. I, honestly but yeah, i would even touch on your hat i you know i, oh. I you're looking at your chicago bears fan who's your all-time favorite bears player <sighs> okay um like all time all time like a, i mean you can't go wrong with walter payton mm -hmm. walter payton was the greatest player <sighs> he was amazing because he's the one who actually got me really into the bears i was he, you know I mean, back in the 85, I mean, I was 85, I was like five years old. That That's why I'm so yeah. attached to the Chicago Bears because they won the Super Bowl. Walter Payne, they did the Super Bowl shuffle. I still remember to this day. And um, yeah, I just, I'm a huge, you know, Bears fan. It's sometimes to a fault, as my wife would say. <laughs> I did report on Dick Buckus. A long Dick, time Buck ago. Dick Buckus was a little bit too old for my Oh, I know. That's why you, I said, I mean, like yeah. way back. And I, Man, he was, he, he was mean though. And he, he was, was like, when you, when you watch, yeah, oh, cool. you watch his highlights. He's a bad boy. Bad I boy. Yeah, yeah, I, had was. A, I was, I thought that was pretty freaking cool. So I, yeah. we got to choose like one sports player. I wasn't even sport. It was somebody like in history. And I chose Dick Buckus to do it. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, so 
Nebraska. I'm, I, I mean, I, I guess we're about to end this, but I just want to know a little bit more about Nebraska because we, we go where we, um, Lake McConaughey. Yeah, Never, McConaughey. So, oh yeah, so quite a bit. We always go to McConaughey to catch some some big fish. Um, mm-hmm. they, have, they have some nice species there. Do you ever kayak there? I'm just before we end this, I just want to know because I wasn't sure. Do you ever kayak that lake, or is it? It's pretty. They have a. I mean, I don't know. I was just wondering. Can you kayak I've there? Ca- have you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. There's a lot of people that, that kayak fish in McConaughey. I've I've done it once or twice at night. Um, I fished a Roadrunner tournament, and I went there to try to get some of those big trophy walleye that they are known for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've done it a couple times, but not definitely not my favorite to fish. But um, it's okay. I'm just but you can, yeah, you absolutely can, and you should okay. when you get that Hobie. <laughs> yeah. you join me <laughs> yep all right if i get it we're going kit all right, and, right. It, and then we can take pictures or we can have christine meet us there yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely sounds good all right man kit you got anything else for christine this is uh, this is um, bad hey i love this episode this is, this is gonna be awesome so well, i appreciate y'all having me it's been a good conversation yeah uh, i guess kind of when we get kind of near the end you know you just want to talk about you know what you got going on you know, share your social media, things like that, how, yeah, how absolutely. people can get a hold of you. Yep. So I, like we talked about, I've, I'm kind of new to YouTube, but I've got a YouTube channel. And I think what is it under Christine Fisher? I don't even know what I have. I think that's what it is. Christine Fisher. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Granny, for, for putting that out there. Uh, my Instagram, Midwest Fisher Gal. I, I do most of my stuff on there probably, but mm. I also have a, a, a face, a new Facebook business page and, you know, you can, when you can't find me on social media, you can find me on the water about 24 seven. So. So awesome, man. It, you know what it's, um, this has been, it's been a blast and so much knowledge to learn from you, but this has been fun. I, I, yeah. I, I want to get you back on here. I know you're so busy, but we'll, we'll get you back on. Hopefully we get an opportunity in next year or whenever we get a chance to, cause I know you're super busy, but, um, the biggest thing is I, I want to get out and ice fish and fish with you and you bet um, y'all give me a holler and maybe we can make something happen on thanksgiving and do some of that that uh kansas well around wiper fishing and do some stuff the ice too. yeah all right she got me <laughs> stoked bro <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm stoked all right sounds so i'll, cool. I'll bring the craft beer right. oh sounds good they see we'll, we'll we'll have to uh uh share with each other who who's maybe never. we could bring some iowa whiskey Ooh. All right. All right. All right. The stakes are stakes are raised and I I like it. (laughs) There we (laughs) go. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christine, for just joining us here. And then um, other than that, man, we'll just cheers to everybody. Cheers, guys. Thank you again.